I think we should do some um, full disclosures. Mm -hmm. And one is that we had to turn the air off, so we can't be too long because it's <laughs> 90, like 95 degrees out today. Yeah. Another is that uh, we interrupted watching 1984's Red Dawn <laughs> to start recording. Yes. And the final one is that I am on muscle relaxers. <laughs> yes. Nate injured his back jet skiing, which sounds um it sounds like the plot to like a bad 80s movie or something or like some like big plot point because it sounds fancier than it is it's uh, like you know you rent a jet ski at the beach and you do it and then injure your back you mean it's uh, to me it's i mean i don't know i'm on muscle relaxers but does it sound like i was on like a mission of some kind it just sounds like a thing where you're uh I hurt my back jet skiing. Like, it just sounds oh, a little, I, see. I, see. I don't know, elitist isn't right, but it's you. like a little douchey. Maybe douchey. Douchey. You, you mean douchey or bougie? Douchey. How about that? <laughs> Combo. <laughs> or bougie. Whichever you prefer. Bougie is the, some hip lingo that people use it's, these days. It's that... been around for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're just old. <laughs> Sit down in our circle of trust. Right now, there's something to discuss. Well, let's discuss uh, Red Dawn, 1984 Red Dawn. <laughs> okay. It is, um, it's such a perfect movie for, like, people who believe that they need, and I'm not trying to be political, but people believe they need a lot of guns to protect themselves from... Mm. An invasion. And I'll tell you why. I mean, because that's basically what happens yeah. in the movie. Um, but also spoiler because... Alert. Well, yeah. This movie 30, came out in 1984. 40-year-old um, spoiler. Because when the Russians or the Nicaraguans or the Cubans, as is portrayed in the movie, uh, um, attack, they attack a small mountain town in Colorado. Right? Like, that is not a strategic attack point. But, well, there's but a lot of it, missile places in Colorado. Um, the places where they keep, like, NORAD and all that NORAD, stuff. NORAD, yeah. NORAD is like... And Colorado Springs is a big right. army base. But this isn't Colorado Springs. This is, like, some mountain town. Like, there's no military base in that mountain. Maybe it is explained in the movie and... And I just don't remember. But well, it, but it seems like that because I feel like people who stockpile guns are often living in these small towns that are not targets of any. Yes, anything. I will say I haven't seen the movie in a long time. I always assumed it was in Michigan because of them yelling Wolverines. Wolverines. Well, which I think I'll, I'll more full disclosure. I loved this movie when I was in junior yeah, high oh, yeah. school. Oh yeah, um, and so much so that. Um, when we, there's a group of us who were going to be the first class at Chatfield High School in Colorado. Um, Brag. Speaking of guns, that we would have gone to Columbine, uh, but instead we were going to be the first class to go to Chatfield. Uh, and we all voted that our team mascot be the Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't, it ended up being the Chargers, which is actually a much better name for Chatfield. Like Chatfield Chargers. But to be from Colorado and... 
um, want your team to be named the Chargers to me was was not good. <laughs> yeah, the alliteration for those who don't know, non sports people, of which I am one, but through osmosis I know certain things. The San Diego Chargers used to be San Diego Chargers. Oh, they always were. Now they're the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, but it was a rival, I guess, of the Denver Broncos. Yes, in the same division. Same division. So it's, it would be, I mean, it'd be worse if they were the Raiders. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Um. Yeah, to your point, I think that is very fair. And I also, it because of our ages, we're quite elderly. Um, We lived during sort of the last gasps of the cold war some of which were pretty intense gasps because Mm -hmm. uh some some different things happened like uh a commercial airliner got shot down because it went into russian airspace which like thinking about that now like that was like Mm -hmm. a hugely dramatic thing that happened when i was in fifth grade Mm -hmm. i don't Um, really remember this i remember it because my uh i would have been in seventh grade or something one of my classes we wrote letters to the president the premier of Mm. the soviet union at the time yuri andropov saying Mm. like and then we got to read them on the local news so me and my pink panama jack Uh. long sleeve t-shirt what read my letter saying like it's it's more your airspace is more important to you than human lives, and mm. that is very sad, or something like yeah. that. That I wrote to him. <laughs> now. Put it in the context of we're in a cold war where every piece of media from the news to TV shows to movies to songs, even mm-hmm. are talking about nuclear war that we're on the brink of nuclear war. So it was a very like that. I think of the 50s as sort of, and 60s as more intense in that way because they had like bomb shelters and stuff like that. And we didn't really do those kinds of drills Mm. by the time we were in school. Mm -hmm. But I think it was a very prevalent stressor and intense thing. And And that movie was one of many movies of the time that was very pushing this like sort of, you know, again, I don't want to get super political, but this Reagan-ish yeah. agenda of we need to be armed because the Russians are coming in at any moment. Right. I remember my next door neighbor's little brother. Um, I don't remember what we were doing. We are maybe filling out a survey in a magazine or something. But I just, for whatever reason, this, I always remember this because it struck me so weird at the time. And the question was, if you could tell one thing to the world, what would it be? And to my mind, it's like, oh, okay, what's the, what's the inspirational thing? Like, in like my friend's little brother, who was uh, probably in fourth grade or something, was uh, kill all the commies. <laughs> I mean, that's how like we were sort of. Yeah, that was a very that was not a weird thing for people for, to yeah. think or say. Yeah. Uh, during that time, it's just very interesting the way that like pop culture. In America specifically, but probably in other countries too, starts to sort of play out the political agendas of certain things during mm-hmm. certain times. Not, I mean, this is not a revolutionary thing no. that I'm saying. This is uh, stupid. But if we, there is going to be a revolution, I think we'll, <laughs> we'll probably be ready. I have a baseball bat next to my bed. Yeah, Nate has a baseball bat that's next our, to the bed. That's so our if, home protection. If you want to come in here, yeah. get ready. Say hello to, to my shag brother. some balls because <laughs> he does have a ball there too, and he loves to hit it. And he doesn't like to run after the balls. It's <laughs> funny when I lived by myself in, in the downtown on Capitol 
well, on Colfax in Denver, Colorado, in the nineties, it was not as it was not a safe neighborhood, and I had like people like walk into my you know apartment up the fire escape and stuff like this, and and uh, it was not a very safe place. My protection then was a lacrosse stick. It should be the worst thing to like protect yourself so with. So you've gotten less bougie as time has gone I on. Guess so. I guess I would say a lacrosse stick is more bougie than well, the the basket of out. the lacrosse stick is not like going to do a lot of damage. Well, wouldn't you just hold it the other way? And yeah, use, I like, know, the but that would be portion? awkward to hold it by the basket part. Well, I mean, you're not. I'm just saying it's not an ideal. It's not weapon. part of the game. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not an <laughs> yeah, ideal weapon. Yeah, I, I hear you. I know nothing about lacrosse. And now's the time. Okay, so my kicking up a fuss is sort of inspired by something you said that, like, you lived in downtown Denver and people would come up your fire escape and mm-hmm. walk into your apartment. Well, that happened one time, yeah. Right. Well, sometimes here I am, for reasons, just for reasons, I guess, I'm on the Next Door app, which, if you are not familiar, it's an app that's basically people that live in a certain area can go on there to sell stuff or say, like, hey, Look out for, you know, the coyotes. I saw a coyote on this street. Just be careful with your dogs or whatever. Um, And a lot of it ends up being about, like, picking up your dog poop, but don't throwing it in in someone's trash can that's out on the street. That's a huge issue. Uh, But another big issue is around crime. And so we live in Los Angeles, which, in case you didn't know, is a major city. Um, uh. And people will go on there, they'll be talking about crime, and people will be like, someone broke into my house last night and was just standing over my bed, and it was awful, and da-da-da-da-da. And then people, you'll find out in the comments, people will be like, oh my gosh, did they like break a window? No, the door was unlocked. And I'm like, friends, okay, I'm not saying that it was right for that person to walk into a home that is not their own, (laughs) but... Let's own our own behavior just a hair. Mm -hmm. If you're going to leave your door unlocked overnight in a major city that has a significant unhoused situation Mm -hmm. and some, you know, a decent amount of crime, not crazy for a city of the size of Los Angeles, but it has crime. Don't come on being like, you guys, someone broke in. No, they didn't. They walked in. You mm. left the door open and they walked in. So that's not even officially considered breaking and entering then? No, it is. Cause you, what are you breaking? Well, you're trespassing. and it's you, trespassing. It's like, but I think it would be... Uh, uh, and then it, it's. I saw another thing on Twitter where someone posted like their ring camera video and they're like, it astounds me how people will just walk onto someone else's property and act like they own the place. And so I was like, oh boy, what did these people do? Because sometimes it is a thing where people will like traipse through someone's backyard to get somewhere. Mm. And you're just like, are you kidding? No, no, friends. Basically, someone came up. There's like a little gate. There's the ring camera. And the guy's like trying to figure out how to open the gate. Mm. And he's like, and there's a woman with him. And she's holding maybe like a bottle of wine or a gift or something. Mm. Going on and on. He's trying to do it. Just... Nothing, he's not doing anything super egregious, just sort of trying to open it. And then the girlfriend or the woman with him looks at her phone and yeah. goes, oh, this is the wrong wrong house. And she's like, hi, to the camera. And, 
And they posted this like, can you believe how people would act? And it's like, yeah, I can. They thought they were going to their friend's house and it wasn't their friend's house. That's an unhinged person who posted that as a complaint. Yeah. That's thank you. That's insane. Um, Does it matter that we live? I mean, again, this is the full disclosure episode. We live in Toluca Lake, which is depending on what part of Toluca Lake you live in. And we're sort of. But most of Toluca Lake is really nice homes. So do you think that people, um, because they feel like they live, and it's a really nice neighborhood, like to walk around in, and it feels very, like, I don't know. We don't live in a nice home, by the way. We live in a nice apartment. We, we live in the slums <laughs> of Toluca Lake. Yeah, we are the slums. Um, but do you think people are sort of lulled into feeling like they're in some, like, small town? I think a lot of these people who are on there have a lot of money. And not a lot of sense. Yeah. And I mean, S-E-N-S-E, not C-E-N-T-S, because I bet they have a lot of those. If they converted their cash to change. Yeah. I don't know why they would. Well, let's let's get into that a little deeper. (laughs) Like, dude, I bet they don't have a lot of coins. I think it is a thing where they just are sort of like... Well, the only people around are people like me with plenty of money. And and why would they ever walk into someone else's home in the middle of the night? It's just so odd. Like, don't people see the invisible wall around my house Right. that's not for poors? These are probably people who have never lived in a, a not really nice right. neighborhood. And the thing is, like, people are like, oh, you can't keep your door unlocked anymore. I'm like, I lived in freaking small town, you know, small right. suburb Georgia. We were locking our door. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, I assumed that maybe you did come from a don't lock your door childhood. There was definitely times when we didn't and definitely times when my parents would just like leave their keys in the car and things like that. But like at the end of the day, they were definitely locking. I mean, the minute any crime ever happened, they were like, oh, lock the door. Mm-hmm. And it was just that's just like a thing that you do. You lock your door at night for say, oh, no, the cat is rubbing on the microphone. That's probably going to sound weird. Oh, come on, Beast. No, no, no. That was pretty cute. She has an itch that only that mic will scratch. Yeah. Oh, boy. And now we got cat hair on it. This is going to be a thing. Um, She just wants to be a part of whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, the thing is, my, my issue with it really is the thing of, like, how can you be, how can you live in a major city and be like, I, yeah, I don't lock my door at night. Yeah. Like, that's weird. Sorry, it's weird. Well, and whatever happens from that, I'm not saying it's your fault, but I'm saying you weren't a very conscientious person in terms of protecting yourself if you didn't just, like, lock your door. Yeah. Right, good point. Oh, great point. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to kick up with us about? Um, oh, I don't know, man. Why don't we just get to fussing and cussing? Mm-hmm. And now, fussing! I'm so injured. I'm feeling, and this is like, I have, I'm a very fortunate person for lots of reasons, but I'm feeling a little like Job lately. (laughs) Before we started this, I was asking Ashley to please not leave me because I'm just (laughs) waiting for some other bad thing to happen to me. I was up all night, not up all night, but I didn't sleep. I was awakened several times by just searing pain did you just toot no what was that noise i think i just made a nose with my noise oh. i mean with my nose are you on muscle relaxers 
Not that I know of. Um, yeah, I experienced some of the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life last n- night and this morning. Mostly this morning. Where I was just like screaming out in pain because my back would go, would have these spasms because I injured my back, uh, as Ashley mentioned, jet skiing. <sighs> because I have a broken toe and I couldn't like really put my weight on my feet when I was hitting the waves on the jet ski. So my back was absorbing it all. And for like a half hour, it was fine. But then it started like hurting. And progressively, it started hurting more and more. And so then I wrenched my back. And, you know, I knew immediately that I was going to be paying for it. But I didn't know that, like, for some reason, I'm starting to get, I started getting these spasms in the morning that just, like, wake me up. With, I'm waking up and screaming out loud. Yeah. <laughs> but it's he awful. does. And what's really awful is that I laugh, not because it's yeah. funny, I feel bad for him, but he, the noise he makes is so, like, cartoonish. <sighs> oh, God! It's like old fax machine. It's like a lightning bolt is striking <laughs> me and, like, just condensing all well, my Do you remember when we endings. were driving here from New York, when we were moving here, Yeah. and I was having those bad back pains that's exactly what was happening really? to me. i was having back spasms yeah and Ugh. i would like remember i would be like in so much pain it would be hard for me to get out of the car sort of sometimes um but i was having really bad back pain like that uh those spasms where it's like you basically it's almost like you feel like um if you're you know if you're opening like an old latch and it gets to a certain point and it like sticks ah. it would be sort of like that like my back just if i was in a certain position suddenly it would be like spasming i'm like ah, what did i do i did yeah. nothing it like suddenly is doing this and i don't know how to fix it and it is like it's a 10 on the pain scale it's like lightning striking you in the back and then for me this morning like it's one thing when you just get the spasm because you moved in the wrong way or something like this and it's just like whoa that was intense pain but then this morning it was just not going away it wasn't just like a quick hit it was like it continued to throb and throb and throb and i couldn't move or anything and the laughing thing like honestly i i'm sort of glad that you were laughing because that to me is better than at least you're not being uh, like overly upset for me right you know what I mean? yeah um well good because i can't help it like i really was laughing so hard and i felt bad it does make like, me feel a little bit it. better that you're laughing okay, honestly good. I mean, I... Because it just it makes an awful situation not as awful that at least you're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not totally having a good time. I, know, I, I do I, feel I, bad, but, I you know. know but at least that's funny. not... I don't have to worry about you being upset. It's such a funny uh, noise. I can't tell you. And then after that, like, it was just enduring for a while. But then, like my back would just kind of throb for a while after each one of those, mm. like an aftershock. It's like a little earthquakes in my back. Oh, these little earthquakes. You don't know Tori Amos. I don't. Why not? I thought you were making that up right now. No, that's a Tori Amos. Well, what's so weird to me is Nate called like to make a doctor's appointment about his back, like a responsible human. And I was very pleased that he did that. And they were like, yeah, we'll set you up with a telemedicine person. Which, initially, I was like, are they insane? Like, this is his back. Like, they can't do anything. 
then I later thought about it. I'm like, well, it's probably better for him to talk to someone now than have to wait weeks yeah. and weeks to see someone. Yeah. Um, and so this telemedicine person, I didn't hear the whole thing, but it sounded like she was just asking you about the pain and whatever. And so she gave him uh, some muscle relaxers and the option to do physical therapy, which he, for reasons I'll truly never understand, declined both initially. Uh, yeah. And then he went back and was like, yeah, I'll take those muscle relaxers. Actually, she I didn't even go back. I was going to call her and I looked on my phone or something and I had a message that my prescription was ready. So she just did it anyways. Good, because she knew part. like this was stupid. What yeah, was done? I was, yeah, I was calling her back. I don't know why. I don't know because I don't want to be hurt. So it's like... If I start taking medicine and doing things, then it means that I am hurt and I just want it to go away instead. You know? Also, though, if you don't do that, you it also means that you are hurt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a psychological <laughs> thing, though. Yeah, it's annoying. The muscle relaxers really help. Um, and I didn't take any before bed last night because we went out to dinner for a friend's birthday and I had drinks and you're not supposed to mix them. Uh, drinking and the muscle relaxers. Yeah. Um, but then Ashley gave me one I this forced morning. forced that one down his throat this morning. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, I hope I don't die since I stopped alcohol in my system. I don't know. That's, that's a dumb thought. I think it's more they don't I could want probably you... people party and like do that, drink and have muscle relaxers. I think it's and... one of those things where like if you drink and take them, that can make you stop breathing. Okay. You're, so you're not in danger of that because you're not drunk, right? Run, no. Okay. Then you're, you should be fine. Yeah. You've metabolized enough alcohol out of your system that I don't think it's going to be a problem. Okay. But if you don't, then you stop breathing? You could. It's like if you take any depressant yeah. with alcohol, that can combine and make it so you stop breathing. Why don't... Because... Why? Because it's depressing your systems. Like, it's shutting down your, like, uh, muscles and stuff, I guess. Mm, okay. That you just, oh, like... Oh, like, in the same thing, like, your heart could stop or something. I don't know about that part. I always thought it had to do more with breathing. That basically, like, people who took, like, Valium and drank, like, Marilyn Monroe or whatever, when she died, that it's basically, like, it depresses your respiratory system and mm. makes you... It's like your body is so slowed down, is so... Like, your systems are so, like, leveled out that mm -hmm. your body forgets to breathe, and then you die. Mm -hmm. I don't know. that. That's probably not right, but that's maybe in the... But I also did take some, right. I like drank last night, and then I took some ibuprofen, like at 6.30 in the morning, something like that. Oh. And then the muscle relaxer. Yeah. It's like, uh-oh. But are you feeling, you know, no. it's probably not great. It's probably bad for your liver is really what it's bad for. Yeah. I feel fine, though. Yeah. So I think maybe you're just going to need to not drink while yeah. this is being problematic. And I didn't realize, your... this wasn't, I mean, yeah, I didn't realize that was it did, making I will that say much of a difference. It, his back issues went from zero to, a th or went from like, you know, it was uh, hurting 60 to 1,000, like, overnight. It was just, like, suddenly he was in, like, excruciating, screaming pain. And he, he had been in pain before and was ginger with it and everything. But we were, like, stretching his back. We didn't stretch it yesterday, which I think might have contributed. I just think it's... You're just not a good patient. You're what? not... Oh, because I don't follow directions good enough? Well, because you just don't like... Because of exactly what you said before. Like, I don't want to take medicine because that means I'm sick. Mm. You're not... You sort of try to ignore... So, like, yesterday you were on your feet grilling for a lot of the day because you were making green chili. That mm -hmm. was probably not great for your back. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but I've seen a shit ton of ER. Mm-hmm. So I think you should listen. <laughs> I had a much lesser issue, but I was, the whole time we were on a beach vacation with my family, the whole time we were there, I was complaining about my foot hurting, my foot hurting. And it's like, it still kind of is. And I think I've diagnosed it through, uh, just googling the symptoms and it's what always came up which is uh this thing called an accessory navicular bone which is a bone on your foot which can cause accessory navicular syndrome which is sort of similar to plantar fasciitis except there's no heel involvement it's just the arch of my foot and the top of my foot basically it's this like little extra hunk of bone or cartilage that sticks out of the side of your foot that like can, it's, can be fine forever, and then one day you just twist it a little bit, and it's like, now your foot hurts all the time. And that's kind of where I'm at. My foot hurts. And, uh, yeah, I should probably say someone about it. I'm going to do a full disclosure. Initially, when I thought we should do the podcast, I yeah. thought I'd do the podcast on muscle relaxers, and maybe I'll be like kind of funny and loopy and silly. But what I'm realizing is that's just making me... It, making it hard for me to follow the conversation entirely. <laughs> I'm just sort of starting to just doze out a little bit. Oh, you're sleepy. Well, we did a lot. We, we, we discussed and we There's kicked other up stuff a fuss. That I could have talked about too. And we fussed and cussed. What else were you going to talk about? Oh, I thought of things, but now in my uh, muscle relaxer state, I've already forgotten them again. Oh, boodle. Yeah. I'm Man, they'd be a whole new tangent that we don't have probably don't have time for well because it's getting hot in here we're gonna yes let's take off all your clothes i am getting so hot i'm all day my clothes on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah i think we're gonna cut this one is that tori amos again yeah that's tori amos that's another tori <laughs> amos oh so good she's really prolific songwriter very diverse very diverse uh we're gonna cut it short maybe or not no that's not really short that's plenty long okay unless you had a kick in no that was great fussing and cussing uh and yeah (sighs) we're sorry we've been away for so long and we're gonna try and be more uh on top of it be more regular about it thank you for listening keep kicking up a fuss i love you (laughs) wait are you talking to me just whoever's listening come on (laughs) all right keep fussing y'all Let's give up something to fuss about We're gonna